Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of their Christmas uh, special here at Static and Distortion. I am Robert, and I am joined by... Chris. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say yay. Fine. I actually went for a proper introduction. I know, it really threw me off. It, yeah. really, it seemed like it. I, You know, I guess that's what happens when you listen to something like that. You're just like, well, shit, they ever better get serious <laughs> <laughs> let me step my game up here yeah no i it's if our listeners don't know and i don't think they do now is as good a time as any to unveil on this kind of bonusy kind of cast that um when we have these intros they're they're played live but um we we in the sound booth can't hear them but robert in the studio can and i i don't think i've ever been more grateful that I that I couldn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, we started off with a what felt like a very racist song. It's so racist. <laughs> Why is it so racist? Okay, we're gonna take a step back here. Um, first of all, you haven't heard John because John is not with us. Yeah, he opted out for obvious reasons. Because we would just make fun of a bad religion the entire all time the entire year. for the for an hour. <laughs> um. But uh, as we mentioned at the end of our best of Christmas podcast, um, we wanted to talk about the worst of. You can't. It's like it's like the force. You can't have the light side without the dark side. And, and it's true. And and it was a good decision to start with with the good. But we don't want to give the impression in anything that there's that there's no balance. You know, we're not just huge fans of Christmas music. Because there's, as we mentioned on the last one, there's so much shitty Christmas music yes. out there. We'd be remiss not to not to address that in the same with the same uh, gravity that we did the good Christmas music. And it's I think it's I'm going to have fun talking about how bad things are. I always do. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to bashing because there's so many popular kids. Christmas songs that everyone loves and they really have to focus around a main character, I guess, you know, that's not Jesus, um, <laughs> <laughs> that are just usually terrible. For now, example, some, there are some Dominic, the uh, Christmas donkey, <laughs> Dominic, the motherfucking, what is the actual name of that song? Hold on. Dominic, the donkey, Dominic, the completely culturally sensitive donkey. Um, <laughs> it's so weird it's to just, say that. It's like, just racist and awful. <laughs> if this was a skit written for like 30 Rock, it would have been given an Emmy. It's that good. It's so bad. It's that good. <laughs> it's really, it's one of my, my least favorite. Um, and there's a lot on my least favorite list. That one, and I think it, it kind of hits all of these, a lot of the, the things I don't like about, like all of these flags go up with this song. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's it's a novelty song. It's a 60s novelty song. So it's like, you're coming out of 
baby boom generation. Like, we need to fucking make Christmas music again, but let's make it fucking weird. <laughs> so you I think this... of that uh, that line from Do Makes uh, No No um, uh, That Thing You Do. That's what I'm thinking of. You got to make it peppy. You got to make it snappy. You know. Yes. Oh, just terrible. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah, it's also pretty vaguely racist. Is is being nice, but it's really <laughs> <laughs> it's really pretty bad. And uh, there's also like the fucking donkey. That he haws in the for the chorus. Yeah. Enjoy your chorus. <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking donkey. <laughs> I remember and there's the like first... other... yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say I remember the first time I heard it, it came on the radio and I was just so blown away with the fact that not only was this being played on the radio because it just sounded so blatantly racist, but that people either requested it or they wanted to hear it or it was a song that they that the artist felt needed to be said yeah yeah i i i think there's a a genre or not a a demographic of folks out there that turn on the radio and they want to hear dominic the donkey they want to hear grandma got run over by a reindeer like that is what makes christmas fun they're um in christmas vacation they're the uh randy quaid character in real life (laughs) And that is the that is the person that likes Dominic the Donkey. My first time hearing it, I was working at a Hollywood video, and this is actually what inspired me to make holiday mixes because we had the sound system and you could bring in Christmas music to play. And this girl, Kathy, I worked with, uh, I think that was her name, I think it was Kathy, which was amazingly obnoxious. And she made, she's like, I made an awesome Christmas CD. And it was like... Ten versions of Oh Holy Night that were all the worst versions of Oh Holy Night. And then, like, Dominic the Donkey. And it was the first time I heard it, and I was, like, going out of my skin. I couldn't believe that I'd, like, it feels much like you, like, I'd never heard this before. You know, because it's clearly popular with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and just being horrified. And I had to listen to that song, you know, five times a shift for the entire holiday season. That and would I, just make, uh, I would just be cracking my neck every 30 seconds through that song. Just like, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, eventually what I did was I made, um, I made my own Christmas CD. And it was just, um, the Phil Spector Christmas album. Okay. This was back before, like you could get music and things. Um, so it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> that's how I'll phrase that. Um, it was like, yeah, it was the Phil Spector album and then like a couple Dean Martin tracks. And then that, that was, I was like, we can listen to this. This is music. So, but when, whenever she worked, she had to put it on. It was so bad. But if anybody ever wonders why I'm cynical, that's why. <laughs> it's it was that, the donkey's yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, and I have this pulled up. I did this previously with the best of list. I do have my uh, award winning blog on it pulled up which actually continues to it's so weird i haven't blogged and on my like you know I'll, I'll post stuff on static and distortion and i'll contribute um but on my own personal blog i haven't posted since august and i was just checking the stats on people are still good like at this time of year and the the ones that are getting hits are my uh my best and worst of christmas list mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so therefore award-winning <laughs> uh and i have dominic at number two all-time worst uh, so, Have we already discussed number one before we started recording? Uh, it was brought up, yes. Okay. We didn't discuss it, okay. but it was brought up. 
Um, there are so many. I would love to go over all of these. I don't think we need to, but... We could probably hit on the top maybe 10, 15. Um, I think so. I I'm just going to so. throw this but, out there. As I mentioned, I hate songs that circle around uh, a character outside mm-hmm. of, you know, Jesus, and then typically Santa Claus is okay in certain songs. But your Frosted the Snowman, your Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> deplorable as you said kitschy you know novelty songs that i cannot stand and rudolph you know especially so because rudolph was uh uh, montgomery ward was it i think that Mm -hmm. um he's like you know what it's christmas i feel like it's drunk history right now (laughs) 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 i find myself slipping into that character it's christmas yeah yeah no and and he's like it's christmas time so we need to sell things um but you know santa's kind of played out and then he hires somebody to invent a christmas character to sell merchandise that is literally what happened and he came up with fucking Rudolph. And he wrote a story about it so they could sell fucking Rudolph. And then <clears throat> in the, in the uh, late 30s, they turned it into this song. Again, just to capitalize and, and, and to sell shit. And it's, and, it's, and it's bad anyway. Like, forget all that. Forget all the, you know, high-minded, materialistic, capitalist things that I just said. It's just a bad song and a mm-hmm. bad lesson in a song. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's everything about it is really offensive um, from from an intellectual and just from a, a, a very real point of view. It's it's. I mean, if you're like four years old, I get why you like that <laughs> because, because you like cartoons and you like yeah. things and whatever. That's fine, you know. You, but the majority also... of people are not four yeah. on this planet. <laughs> And I mean, they you know, they have the popularity, obviously, with the the Rankin Bass, you know, Rudolph, and yeah, all that yeah. other fun '60s, you know, '70s bizarre. You yeah. know, if you're on shrooms, <laughs> there's another one I forgot to throw. I knew there was, there was one I was missing, and that's a Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy, and that's you know, it's funny we were talking earlier. That's one, yeah, as a main character in a song. But it, but it is a religious one, and it is the baby Jesus, and it is a terrible song. Yeah, it is one of the most annoying fucking Christmas songs out there. Uh, in Toto, I heard um, a really interesting version of it recently. Uh, my boy Peter Furler put out a Christmas album after leaving the Newsboys, and it's bizarrely um, <clears throat> unique for him. It's a weird style. It's like lounge jazz. Ooh. Christmas, which I, I typically don't dig, um, but it's real minimal, and because it's so not his style, I think I give it a little more credit because it's so outside of his normal thing. Mm. Um, and so he has a version of Little Drummer Boy on there. I was like, all right, let's fucking listen to it. <laughs> and one of, one of the things I, I hate, obviously, about Little Drummer Boy is just that repetition. That mm. rump a pum pum just It's so grating, and it's half of the song. Um, so for, I want to say like three quarters of his version, he just lets the drum do it. He doesn't say pa pum pum He just, it's, it's just instrumental, which is a weird and understandable choice to make. And if you're going to do it, you might as well try and make it tolerable by not singing that for most of the song. Unfortunately, still pretty shitty. 
<laughs> like not even that saves it. It's still it's still just bad all the way around. And it's just and it's a stupid story. It's it's like this weird Sunday school kind of it was like from the fifties and like this um this lady wrote it for her church or whatever. Like it's it's so superficial. And and there's no meaning behind that. <laughs> I, I like the dynamic we have going on right now because I'm just throwing out horrible <laughs> songs. And you know, like, all the history of them. So I'm just like, here, I'm going to set the softball up for you. And you're just, like, knocking them out of the park with so why they're easy. shitty. It's so easy with these. <laughs> like, here, name. I'll give you another one. Ready? Santa yeah. Baby. Oh, man. Santa <laughs> Baby. Man. Uh, we're both community fans, and yes. um, oh, it's so good. The, they do their Christmas specials, and it's one of my favorite scenes of all time on Community when Annie does the mm-hmm. the, the the Santa baby, the mocking Santa baby. It, it ends the with hypersexual lies. Yeah, hypersexual, uh, creepy, childish. <laughs> <laughs> it ends with boopy doop sex. Yeah, <laughs> boopy doop doop sex, and she just like grabs uh, Joel McHale's face into her chest. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that song. I you yeah. Know, he, he hit the nail on the head. It's this <sighs> such such a bizarre and creepy and offensive um, sexualization of Santa Claus that I don't understand. I don't understand that being a fetish, and yeah. I don't. I mean, it's so. It's amazingly creepy to think that, like, okay, so here's, I mean, it, it plays on that whole weird, you know, women Father is... Father figure? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah and, and women is children, and women is stupid, and, and uh, kind of exploitation. That's just, it's not, um, it's not, like, sad or angering, but it's really creepy. <laughs> it's, it's just, I, yeah, and you can tell with, like, rise in prominence, you know, I guess late 60s into the 70s um just with i guess you know modern times you know stay at home wife and the husband takes care of everything i guess you know that just plays into the maybe the male fantasy of it but it's just still uber creepy because this is a character that's supposed to be you know santa is supposed to be pure and good and joyful and everything like that and then you're just making it just sugar daddy yeah yeah and it's yeah, it, it, it's that yeah. Post war, I think it was sixties, late sixties. Eartha Kitt did it. Yeah. Um. Just fucking, or maybe it was a little earlier. Yeah, just fucking weird. And uh, you know, Taylor Swift did a version of it. Now here's the thing: every version I've heard outside of the Eartha Kitt version is horrible the song is horrible to begin with yeah the kids version is probably the best out it's, of all of them yeah you know for whatever that's worth i mean it also <laughs> started that chain reaction because then you. you have like madonna which takes it like a whole other creepy level of sexual sexualized it's just a it's a natural progression of it though i mean then I, you have taylor you know, swift singing it so straight laced and narrow and just right down the middle that it's like this isn't this has nothing to do with, I guess, the spirit of the song. <laughs> <laughs> She's like trying to be genuine. Well, that's Taylor Swift in a nutshell. Yeah, I, you know, no, no offense, but she hates Christmas. She did because she, she also did a, a a cover of Last Christmas, which I also it's hate. also I hate that also song. 
really, really, really bad for different reasons. Yes. But she's like, I really hate Christmas. I'm going to cover these two songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you brought up Last Christmas. We might as well just talk about it. Yeah. Get this out of the way, fucking George Michael. <laughs> It's such a, it's such an, it's, you know, I really hate 80s Christmas music. Um, not that there's a lot of it, but it does get a lot of radio play. Um, but it's, uh, again, it's just a weird choice for a Christmas song. It's just a, a wham song. And it's just about, you know, a jilted lover. And then suddenly Christmas in the mid, it's like it has this Christmas setting and it's this weird Christmas song, but it's not really. <laughs> you know <laughs> here uh i'll equate it to if any of our listeners listens to our movie podcast the typecast um last christmas is basically to christmas music as die hard is to <laughs> christmas movies um it has nothing to really do with the spirit of christmas but it's loosely wrapped in a christmas theme that people are like oh well then it's a christmas song or it's yeah. a christmas movie <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a that's absolutely true with this, and there's there's no good covers of it. I'm actually um, for those of us listening to us in the future who have uncovered this podcast from a time capsule. Um, it's 2014, and there's a rather popular cover of it circulating out there now that was mentioned in magazines, and I heard on the radio, and I can't for the life of me remember who fucking does it. But they're like, it's like, sounds like the Glee cast. It might just be the Glee cast. It might have been last year's Glee Christmas album. But it might not be. It's some sort of uh, ensemble. <laughs> is it, what is it, Pentatonix? Oh, yeah, it's fucking Pentatonix. It's awful. Everyone's like, <laughs> this version, though. This one's okay. Nope. Nope, still just as bad. You can't... I... Do a good version of this. I saved. Uh, um, Randy wanted to hear. You know, she was looking for specific versions of uh, some of these songs that we're talking about, and I um, plugged in "Last Christmas" because she was looking for a specific version. She's like, "It's a good version. It's only the callable version I can think of." Um, and I was going down the list, and I found one from an artist called Star Death and White Dwarves. And I listened to it. I ended up saving it, and I should send it to you. Um, it's like a uh, shoegaze, my bloody Valentine version of Last yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I, I will say, like it's um, you they, you can do tolerable or even good versions of bad songs, depending on how you arrange them, and depending on how you what genre you try to fit them into. There's a really good. Um, version of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus which is another horrible horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. but there's a good version by a Swedish band uh, called Moss okay. that's not on Spotify but it's this really cool um, kind of mix between shoegaze and rockabilly it's it's very interesting yeah and it's um, it's good and like they, they, they do it well um, that song also has this really weird creepy <laughs> Yeah, sort of feel about it. <laughs> um, and when you when you brought up, I saw "Mommy Kissing Santa Claus." I immediately jumped to the Jackson Five, and I think mm. of uh, "Up on the Housetop" or "Rooftop." Click, click, click. Out to the chimney comes old Saint Nick, and I just fucking hate that song. They're 
really bad. Jackson 5 <laughs> tried to ruin Christmas for a while. <laughs> Michael Jackson and Tito and mm-hmm. uh, Snoopy and uh, Garfield. They just, I can't remember the rest of the Jacksons. They I, just had yeah, this Snoopy personal... and Garfield were <laughs> the main ones, if I recall. Um, I think uh, Mr. They Cotter the... was the <laughs> base, right? And Mr. Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like they had their own personal war going against Christmas music, so. Yeah, they did, and it was really effective. I just get sad when I hear the Jackson 5 version of it because you you hear Michael, like, hitting these high notes over and over and really, really fucking giving his all on it as a young boy, and I can't help but think, like, of him being, like, you know, trapped in the studio doing this and yeah. kind of exploit it and it's <clears throat> really kind of it's really kind of sad whenever I, I, I can't listen to the Jackson 5 version of it but there's but it's a bad song anyway you know regardless it's just a, a creepy weird bad song you know these it, I think it's another one of these 50s so in the 50s did so much damage to Christmas music so, so much good in the 40s wartime Christmas songs uh, you know uh, the Christmas song um, and uh, I'll be home for Christmas and have yourself a merry little Christmas. The forties really like, were like, fuck yeah, Christmas. And then the fifties are like, well, hold on a minute. We can ruin this. <laughs> <laughs> we can ruin it so much. It's like, um, uh, you know, the forties was being completely genuine and sincere. Like, I want to see you for Christmas. We have to spend Christmas together. Trust me, I will be home. I'll be home. And then it's like the fifties comes in, and they re- it's like walking into a funeral, and they're like, "Whoa, who died? We need to lighten the mood here." <laughs> yeah. And then it's like a really bad slapstick clown comes through and just makes like a bull in a china shop, ruins everything, and no one is laughing. Everyone thinks that maybe it might do some good, but no one's laughing. Knocks the corpse over, and then the '60s come around and they're like, "What the fuck just went on?" Yeah, here's Burl Ives to fix everything. Turns out, though, he's just really smuggling a flask in his uh, coat pocket and just tries to fix anything, but gets a little handsy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Uh, so your china shop's a bit of a mess. Wrapping <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but so just to recap, I saw my kissing Santa Claus. Kid goes downstairs. Mom's making up with Santa Claus. Kid thinks this is totally acceptable and kind of funny and goes back to bed. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> like that's. Now, what a laugh it would have been if Daddy had only seen. Yeah, you have to what? realize because this is coming from the kid's point of view. Right. He, the kid genuinely believes that his mom is making out with a fictitious character, not realizing that it's probably the, just the father. No, he doesn't. Or whatever. Right, he doesn't realize. But why does he think his dad would think it's funny? Because <sighs> I don't. I don't understand you, nineteen fifties. I don't what understand. Gets away with when Daddy's at work. The milkman comes in. The, the Dad mailman. even laughed if he knew. 
The kids is like, well, you know, the milkman delivers stuff, and the mailman delivers stuff, and mom just goes to town on them. Santa, you know, he's delivering stuff, too. It's just what she does. It's how she shows her things. Yeah. This kid. <laughs> this 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 kid has got a, got a hard life ahead of him. It's a bright future. Speaking of, let's round out the 50s here with uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. I hate it. <laughs> really? I, yeah. I, one of these, I... I, I have this weird sinking suspicion that one of us is going to throw one out there and the other person is like, well, hold on. But then I keep remembering <laughs> no. John's not here. So that's... <laughs> um, rocking around the Christmas tree is acceptable maybe once to twice throughout the holiday season, depending on the mood. Yeah, I think if you're like... I mean, it's such a, a holiday party sort of exactly. song. That... I was thinking more like company party. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, like oh, okay, okay. Company Christmas party. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I tend to find those kind of depressing anyway. But they're this, and, and mostly because they play songs like this and uh, that <laughs> one by Wham. Um, Just in repeat. Yeah. So, like, in that atmosphere, it makes sense. Um, but, you know, it wasn't invented, it wasn't, you know, written for that. It was written in the 50s to say, like, hey, you know what's real popular right now? rock and roll you know what the kids like rock and roll would it be cool if we like rock and rolled christmas that's what happened that's actually what happened with this song you're gonna know this um, (laughs) because i'm thinking it's more 60s to 70s when did chuck berry's run run rudolph that's a good question i because that could be that same late 50s maybe 60s let's rock christmas (laughs) Um, let me Which check real quick. Then turned around and like fifty eight. Yeah, 50, there you go. Yeah, no, uh, brilliant deduction, Holmes. <laughs> Which then turned around in like the early two thousands and fucking big bad voodoo daddy and cherry pop and daddies ruined Christmas again. Everybody ruins Christmas. Brian Seltzer Orchestra. Uh, Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> let's put that. Let's get that on record. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian Seltzer Orchestra. <laughs> you and your goddamn fucking Brian Seltzer Orchestra. Oh. But uh, also Jingle Bell Rock. Same. Yeah. I, those songs are just, they're, they're synonyms, you know, in my mind. They're, they, there's no, I can't tell the difference. Between them. When both. you mentioned one, I actually had to go, that's the Jingle Bell. Okay, and then rocking around the, okay, those are two <laughs> different songs. <laughs> <laughs> just barely. Same decade, same purpose, same bullshit. Yeah. But that's the 50s. I mean, um, you know, we I think we hit the 50s really hard here because most of the novelty songs that we hate are also from the 50s. We didn't... There's one. We, didn't, we, we can go with um, our number one. We might as well get it out of the way because otherwise we're just going to forget about it. Uh, but this one actually is late 40s. Oh, so it's like... Oh, actually, it, it, so you're, you're one that you want to do your thing with. I don't know. I'm going to say all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh, no, that wasn't mine. I know. That's why I, I suddenly realized that. I was like, I might as well just say what my number one is. Yours is late 40s or mine is? Mine is. Mine is all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth is my So absolute. yours is like the harbinger of doom. Mm-hmm. Yours brings in the apocalypse it's, of Christmas yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, it does. <laughs> um, and it's just this amalgamation of everything I hate about Christmas music. It's got this kid singing you know, narrator 
uh, gimmick novelty song, um, and it's and it's sung, you know, by a tone deaf kid with a lisp. Like the entire song's purpose. <laughs> it's I'm, like I'm when, listening to the song in my head. <laughs> it's impossible to actually listen to. Like I I get it as like um, performance art. <laughs> <laughs> performance art. But not as something you can actually listen to. Do you want to put it on? Yeah, if you want to play a little bit of it, yeah. Uh, let me find it here. Keep talking while I... While yeah, I um... Out. And that, you know, the, the real tragedy with this was that it wasn't actually written to be a popular song. It was it was written uh, just by, like, the school teacher, um, like, for his class. It's like, as a class project. Like, as a joke. And it, like, you know, whoever, you know, found out and discovered it and, like, it got, you know, recorded in a studio and then it got radio play and then it got really popular. Like, the whole thing kind of spun out of control. And I I don't even really want to blame the guy who wrote it because he didn't write it to exploit anything or to make money or to do any of that. But it's also hard not to blame him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he ruined Christmas forever. What's the the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Yeah, <laughs> See, he's like, won't this be funny for like these fucking ten year olds? You know, probably not. But you know, he's like, yeah, you know, maybe it will be. And uh, then now, now it's forever, forever emblazoned. Um, I have it pulled up here. All I want for Christmas is my tooth for teeth. This is the Spike Jones version. <laughs> <laughs> Not not the director, <laughs> but the brilliant, the brilliant musical musician. genius, musical genius that is Spike Jones. <laughs> um, here we go. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. For the night before Christmas, it starts so bad. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Suddenly, I heard a strange noise down below. So, in my flannel pajamas, I went tippy toe. I could see your sight from the spot where I stood. So, I slid down the banister just as fast as I could. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. See my two front teeth. Gee, if I could only have my two front teeth, then I... That's just so bad. I mean, I think it's not unfair to say that that is a national shame akin to what happened to the Native Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, That whistle every time he talks. You know, again, performance art, maybe. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna <laughs> while it's still on my mind, I'm gonna throw mine out there. Alright. Um I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, that's you know, once you get down there, it's <laughs> all it's all bad. You know, you have that, you have Dominic the Donkey. You have you have these songs, the uh, uh, well, another couple I'll bring up in a little bit. But they're all they're all just really bad. Hippopotamus for Christmas has an interesting history though. Can you uh, regale us with this tale? With Why, I think I shall. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, do, can you guess which decade it's from? 
Can I want to say go out on a limb. The no fifties. Yeah, <laughs> man who knows music. <laughs> right smack dab in the middle of the fifties. This motherfucker comes out. A harder question. Can you guess what part of the country it's from? Mm-hmm. You're a traveled man. I want to say. I want to say like Texas or the South somewhere. Not not a bad guess, actually. Oklahoma. So you're okay. actually not too far I off. I was very close. Okay. So this was a song written for charity for to save this fucking hippopotamus at a zoo um, in Oklahoma. There was this very real hippopotamus that was like going to be taken away from the zoo because it's like illegal to have a hippopotamus. I don't know. There's some reason they were losing the hippopotamus. So, like, you know, uh, motherfucking Gala Peavy, who I had to just look up. I'm not reciting that from memory. I did look up who it was. <laughs> so people don't freak out. Um, <laughs> I don't go to bed at night with nightmares of Gala Peavy. Gala Peavy, yeah. <laughs> now I might. <laughs> um, she's like, oh, you know what's going to save this hippopotamus if I write a song about it? And that's, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And you know what's going to be really cute is if I force this kid to sing it in public for the news. So she did, and the kid did, and the news covered it, and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> the, hippo- a... the hippopotamus died. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> I'm not saying it was because of the song. <laughs> The hippopotamus. But, but those two uh, things happened in succession. The contracted ear and cancer. The died. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I heard this on the radio, and I was. This is like the another. This is another Dominic. I heard on the radio, and I was flabbergasted that this was a Christmas song. I was like, "What the fuck is our country thinking of? That we make? I, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas." But I was so drawn to it. I was just so amazed that there was a song that it took on this novelty effect for me that I ended up falling in love with it mm-hmm. for all like, the wrong reasons. It like was, in the I, same way that you like would fall in love with the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> if you <laughs> put it this way, uh, if you want to take that analogy, I will work with it. Um, <laughs> if you were a documentary filmmaker and you are making a film on the Ku Klux Klan. It's you know it's wrong. You know what they're doing. You don't condone it. You don't advocate. You're not an advocate for it or anything like that. But you're still somewhat fascinated by these people and you know their antiquated ways of thinking or their train wreck lives or whatever you want to say, um, and how they can still function in society today. That was my appeal with i want a hippopotamus for christmas (laughs) it was like a documentary filmmaker trying to figure out and dissect why it existed and i took it it took on its own life with my in my life (laughs) to the point where i was so stuck in my head i would hum it and sing it fast forward my mother thought i actually really enjoy the song and so two years ago or three years ago whatever it may be for christmas i got all this hippopotamus themed stuff hippopotamus salt and pepper shakers (laughs) and ornaments and like 
It had to be two years ago because Miles was just born. So I got a um, like a washing a washcloth that was hippopotamus shaped, and we have a hippopotamus loofah and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, thanks, mom. Do you ever tell her? Do you ever tell uh, her that? I I think she knows that I wasn't that like in love with the song, but she also I think just took the joke and ran with it. Okay. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. That's I don't strange. know what really happened, but thanks, Mom, for the salt and pepper shakers. Uh, sad. Okay, so I have one more for the 50s, and then I'm done. We gotta stop beating 50s. up on the 50s, man. No, we don't. Because it's responsible for the majority of bad Christmas music. Um, the Chipmunk song. Oh, okay. Um, it's not a good song. It's, but I, it, but I guess no. this is one of those songs no. where the novelty still, I guess, gets me. Um, I don't know. I can't describe how I feel about the Chipmunk song. I don't absolutely mm. hate it. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not indifferent to it because if I don't have to listen to it, I don't want to listen to it. But I'll think about it fondly every now and then. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-mm. <laughs> um. I don't know how to explain it. And the song is like two minutes long, and it's so fucking long. Yeah, it's so I don't know. I can't. I, that that's it's like nails on a chalkboard for me, man. I I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. And I can't deal with the 2007 remake from when the movie came out. Yeah, I can't do any of it. It's bad. It's just bad. All the stuff. Um, have you ever heard the Patton Oswalt uh, joke about the Christmas song or the the Chipmunk song? Mm-mm. Uh, him and his brother had the Chipmunk song on vinyl, and one of their favorite things to do during the holidays was freak out their parents, and they would put the vinyl on, but they would put it on like the the thirty three and a third, oh. <laughs> so it slowed down. So because the the kids' voices, the Chipmunks' voices were so high pitched, when you slowed it down, they sound like normal adults. Mm-hmm. But no, no. Dave sounded like he was a, a mentally disabled person, and then you had him talking to three demons. <laughs> so it was like, "Are you ready, Alvin? <laughs> okay." <laughs> uh, the way he really plays the joke off, it's great. But um, he's, he's he's funny <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, what do you have from the I guess we're going by decade now what do you have from the 60s or 70s um let me because I've I've touched on most of the the criminal offenders that immediately jump to mind so Dominic the donkey is from the 60s technically okay um oh no I do have one more okay okay um this is a modern, I think released like three years ago, two, three years ago. We, I think we should talk about some modern shit Christmas music because there was a bit of it out there. <laughs> um, Ludacris did a Christmas song called Ludacrismas. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it is. It's terrible. really good. Oh. And um, I can't remember what song he sampled. Um, I, I would have to find it because uh, I can't play it because then it'll be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you, if you have your Spotify open, search for Luda Christmas um, and <laughs> you could tell me what he samples 
in it, but he basically talks about how on Christmas he's going to drink a whole bunch of beer and eat a whole bunch of chicken and get all these new Air Force Ones and suits to go to church in and um, <laughs> how people can jingle his balls and all this other stuff. Nice. Classy. <laughs> yeah. I heard that like last week and I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. I don't know. You know. <laughs> there's you know because it's it's something to put out a christmas album you know for for artists these days in which they do they, they always have like one or two original songs on there sometimes sometimes they won't um i think you should uh personally um unfortunately they're all always just really bad and kind of miss the point um most of the time there's there's a few exceptions out there um but it's it's a difficult position to be in um I would be tempted to write an original. Like if I was putting out an album, I would be so tempted to write an original Christmas song. But if you can't do it, and you know, like your original song sucks, then then just don't. Then just, just cover it. things. Yeah, then just pull it off the the, the release. Corn has um, a Christmas album. Mm, is it as good as Bad Religions? Um, I don't remember. I know they have a song called Jingle Balls. Mm, it's probably about as good as Bad Religions. <laughs> Um, I'd be remiss not to bring up the Christmas shoes, if you know what it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you do. I bring it up sometimes and people don't know what it is, so I have to explain it or try and explain it. Yeah. Which is, which is really hard to do. Because <laughs> it's, it's just so inherently bad, and, and for all the reasons you, you would expect it to be. But for our listeners, um, back at the turn of the century... Uh, new song. <laughs> big, big new song fans out there know what I'm talking about. They released. They they're like, we're gonna ruin Christmas forever, once and for all. This is it. This is the final year for Christmas, and so they put out the Christmas shoes, which got turned into like a lifetime movie. Um, but it's about this kid and his mom's dying from the cancer, and so he goes to the store to buy some shoes for her. So that she'll have shoes to wear to heaven. So he goes to the store with like a dollar. And he's like, I just want to buy these pretty shoes for my mom. Because she's, and he doesn't say why, you know, but his mom is dying. And the the jerk who works at the store is like, no. So he's like crying and he walks away. And then the guy in line behind him, he's like, no, man, no. You know what? I'm gonna buy your shoes for you, and so he so he does, and then the kid gets the shoes, and just that whole thing just pisses <laughs> me off so much. <laughs> that whole story just just makes me so angry. <laughs> Everything about it is so fake. Everything about it is so wrong and not true and one dimensional and and just hollow and false. That it just. That song, more than so many others, really just actually legitimately makes me angry. <laughs> I think I've only heard Christmas Shoes maybe once or twice, but I was familiar with it. Um, I think it was someone that I used to work with brought it up to me, and they are like, oh, this is a really touching tale. And I'm like, no, this is Oscar bait. Yeah, yeah and bad Oscar bait. You know, so. like, really easy Oscar. It's, it's so... It's just disappointing. You know, and, and yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a Lifetime movie turned into a song. If that's your thing, then you're what's wrong with this country. 
and society in general. Um, um, yeah, I had one more I was going to bring up, but did you have any more modern? I had a couple. Um, there Far was, away. yeah, Where Are You Christmas? Oh, uh, Faith Hill. Yeah. Isn't that from, um, it's from The Grinch? Is it from The Grinch? Yes. I think it's from Polar Express. No, Polar Express had another fucking weird one. Is um, it like Believe in Christmas or something? Yeah, like that? It, 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 yeah. Which I mean, it's it's so meh. It's so nothing of a song. Oh, you're just where... bringing this whole flood of songs that I need to talk about now. <laughs> I'm remembering so many right now. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, where are you, Christmas? Again, is like it's bad anyway that the Grinch came out. I'm not a fan of the the Jim Carrey acted version of the the Grinch. I think, you know, and we talked about this a bit during our typecast that, you know, you can't you really shouldn't try and do this to, to, to this hollowed you know, ground. You shouldn't try and fuck it all up. And then he did, and it was all bullshit. And on top of it, you have Faith Hill with this original song that's just so badly written and so completely not to keep using shallow, but there's nothing there. And it's literally just a song to sell the movie and to sell the soundtrack. And I did write down a quote from it because it's <laughs> so good. And and just just to showcase the writing, um, if there is love in your heart and in your mind, you will feel like Christmas all the time. Fuck I want that, that song. tattooed no, on my yeah. neck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and that that wasn't that long ago that came out. Um, there's one more I have to do before you do your thing. And uh, yeah, I just have uh, two now that I can think of. Okay, so this one I, I have to mention, um, and then it's relatively modern, last 15 years or so. It's called "Same Old Thing Sign," um, which you might not know by the name of it, but um, if you're familiar with Delilah. She used to be on the light. Wait, uh, is this the Dan Fogelberg song? Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Does he talk is. about yeah, the yeah, frozen yeah, food yeah, section yeah, yeah, at the yeah, grocery yeah. store? Sorry, sorry. That, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that song. Yeah, so it's it's really it's really <laughs> weird. Um, but Delilah, she's I think Seattle based, but she used to be on uh, Chicago's uh, The Light FM when they did their holiday thing, and so nationally broadcast Delilah. She has evening, you know shows in which she gets progressively drunker during the show on, on wine or eggnog or whatever. And she's in, and you know this and you know her whole life story because every show she'll tell you how she's been through it all. She's been divorced. She loves her kids. She knows the meaning of hope and she gets drunk on that show, man. And she just gets sad and it's really weird. And she has this great habit of just talking over her guests. Cause she, her format is like, you know, call in, tell us your story and request a song. And like someone will call in and be like, I just, you know, Christmas means a lot to me ever since I lost my wife. You know, she, she died. She's like, I lost my cat last week. <laughs> I know what you're going through, honey. <laughs> so this is like listening to Lila. It was, it was amazingly enchanting listening to her. And, Regardless of what people requested, she would always just play this song, <laughs> and it's it's this it's such a weird fucking song, and it's written by a local guy actually. As you mentioned, he's from Peoria, which Dan makes Fogelberg. Yeah, makes sense. Peoria is a really sad and pathetic place. If nobody's ever been there, you don't need to go. 
Um, so, yeah, it's about this guy, and he's it's like Christmas Eve, and it's gloomy, and his life is meaningless, and he's you know wasted it away, and he goes to the grocery store, and then he sees an old lover, and so he steals behind her in the frozen food section. And surprises her. <laughs> so, try and follow. This actually happens in the song. And uh, they talk. And so then they, he talks her into going out to his car. And then they sit in the car drinking like a six pack. Yeah. And, and just talking about the old times. And right before he breaks down in tears, she just leaves to go back to her family. Because she's married and is happy. And then it starts to rain. And then the song ends. This <laughs> 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 is, you know, weirdly tragic. And like, I can see Fogelberg writing this from like a plate, like an earnest kind of. <laughs> but it's just it makes it all the more funny and all the more sad and all the and all the more worse, <laughs> you know. And I, I always equate it to Delilah because she is that character. <laughs> I remember, like, as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, I heard this on the radio today and I forgot about it. And, and now I remember it. And it's just such a pathetic song. It, it really is. I, I know I'm laughing a lot, but it no, really is. No, that's awful. the only genuine response you could have to that song. Like, if you get saddened by this, whatever, what's it called again? Last... Same old things. Same old things. I'm. Yeah. If you are genuinely saddened by this song, I just, I, I don't know how to comfort you. <laughs> <laughs> wine, I'm just gonna tell you, help. suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's really pathetic. It's just it's a very pathetic song, and and you're right. There's the folks that identify with this. I don't want anything to do with them. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so that that rounds out my. I think my modern, there's a few from the 90s, but I'll let those go. I'm bringing up one from the 90s, and that's the Gloria Stefan, um, Christmas Through Your Eyes. I want to see Christmas through your eyes. No. I don't know if I've ever listened to that all the way through. Exactly. I I think it just like comes on, I'm like, whatever, I don't know what this is, and I just change the station. (laughs) Um, and then you're going to have your general smothering of horribleness um, from all of your boy bands and pop artists. Yeah, know? yeah, the Mariah Carey Christmas album and things of that nature. I will defend the one Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't know, it's it's a catchy song. It's catchy, yeah, it's and that's a, that's one that you could, and it's and it's fun, you know. It's and it's an original song, you know, so that's something. Uh, but, but in general, it's not. I like you're like, yeah, it's catchy, and yeah, it's original, and just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll um, raise you, um, grown up Christmas list, Amy Grant. I don't know that song. Oh, that's when I don't know. Yeah, it's. It's it, this is my grown up Christmas list, and it's like, like I a hope, idea. yep. And it's like I wish there was no war. Shut up, we're done with that. <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, can I quote a line from it real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Packages and bows can never heal a hurting human soul. 
Amy Grant? Amy motherfucking Grant. Fuck. God. It's actually, I don't think she wrote it. I think it was written before she did it. I thought you were about to say it was written for her. It's <laughs> 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 even worse. Uh, may, I, she, yeah, maybe she wrote it. I don't think she did. But I, either way, you know, she's the only one attributable to it right now. So, yikes, Amy Grant. It's <laughs> terrible. There's so much bad Christmas music. We just, like, scratched the surface. <laughs> I think we covered a lot, actually. We did. I know, I know we, we're, we, we're coming up on time, but we, I think we hit um, all the major decades except for the 70s, which... We brutalized the 50s. Yeah, it is responsible for most of what's bad out there. You know, there's there's stuff in the 60s. I, I You know, there's we need a little Christmas... And we need a little Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the Happy Xmas. I know you're not. I I talked about it yesterday. I I dig it. I'm okay with it. I will say what's worse than that, um, if your argument is that it's too political and it's too scolding, what's by far worse in my opinion is that um from the you know, save the world, not save the world. Live aid. Oh, uh, do they know it's Christmas? Yeah, so much worse in my in my mind because it was a bad song anyway, and it's just like you have a bunch of rich people complaining in a room. Yeah, complaining, <laughs> saying, "Hey, don't enjoy your Christmas," or do, but also think of Africa. <laughs> Thanks, Bono. We'll do. <laughs> Noted. Um, <laughs> there's also one song neither of us mentioned, and I'm going to close out with it. I already have it pulled up. Mm. Um, it's I don't know if you know this. This is a secret, boys and girls. Everyone, lean in, lean in. Okay, this okay, is a secret. Okay. Um, John Schenberger's favorite Christmas song is Feliz Navidad. Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. Horrible. Repetitive, pandering Mm -hmm. piece of garbage. Gimmicky, poppy. Christmas round the world, everybody. (laughs) Uh, No, and 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 it's and it sucks too. Because and I talked yesterday briefly about Spanish Christmas music, not not in depth at all, because I'm not qualified to. Um, But there's a ton of it out there, Uh, you know, and it's probably good and bad in the same ratios as anything else. But what's not really popular is Feliz Navidad. <laughs> it's not, I, I, I think maybe Puerto Rican Americans at the time it, it came out in the 70s were like, yeah, Puerto Rico. All right. You know, maybe. Are we confident that he's Puerto Rican? Yes. Mm, Look it yeah. up. No, he isn't. And Laria is Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, maybe <clears throat> at the time, you know, 70s were, was a different era, you know, in America, I guess. Uh, but I, I still don't think that's why it became popular, and I still don't think that's why it's still popular. And I don't know, I mean, I, I completely understand why John likes it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I do think it's tragic that this is like, you know. The Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Our, contingent, our Spanish contingent for Christmas. Yeah, I think that's completely fucked and and wrong. And it's not, and like you said, it's just not a good song anyway. You know, yeah. if it was in any language, 
it would be as annoying and as repetitive and as you know unlistenable. It's just uh, it's bad. My mom likes that song a lot too. <laughs> she she generally her she and I we we agree a lot on music, which is kind of cool, and I I um, am appreciative of. But uh, every once in a while, much like Shen. Police Navidad comes up, and I don't know what kind of weird voodoo hypnotic spell it has on folks, but it is bad. <laughs> it's like the hustle, you know. It just people from a certain era just love it. Yeah, um, I guess John is old. Yeah, this is uh, going to school and being raised in Miami. This is a song that was. Uh, I don't know why it was popular. Because of, with the massive Spanish-speaking population in South Florida, you would think they absolutely hate it. But no, it was still like freaking catnip to them. <laughs> I don't get it. And so played it in high school, and it was a bunch of BS, and I hated it. So Yeah. That's bad. There's also um, Donde Esta Santa Claus, if you've ever heard that. I've heard that on the radio a couple times. I'm going to go to bed so angry because of this podcast. Well, I think I, I would I would hope the same for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too, and this is why I wanted to start out, and why I thought it was a good idea to start out with the good yeah. stuff, you know, because by the end of this, you'll just walk away remembering that we're cynical, <laughs> <laughs> that we hate everything that everybody else loves, and we're gonna set your tree on fire. It's plastic. Yeah. I don't care. It'll melt to the wall. Mm-hmm. You have Christmas year round. Police Navidad. <laughs> um, we are going to have one more episode of the yes. Static Podcast. Yes, much anticipated episode. I'm looking forward to the crap out of this episode. I'm yeah. so excited. Year end. Year, year end, end is year. 2014, best albums, best songs, best moments, best um, uh, meth ses- sessions. Um, just, mm-hmm. yeah. I will. I I don't know music really, so I'll probably talk about you know just the weather or whatever I have going on in my life, um, kitchen that, things. That would be great if, if if John and I just start doing our top ten albums, and you just start naming like your top favorite plants. <laughs> Geraniums oh, yeah, are really gonna, nice. It's gonna be funny for me. It's gonna be like literally things that I've listened to this year. <laughs> I don't know if I could name ten. I'm sure some of those are good, though. <laughs> some of those have to be on some list. Yeah, somewhere. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I think it'll. I think that's going to be a really good episode, and um, I think that's going to be our mid-season finale too. Yeah. So that. And be- I'm hoping um, to have. I don't know if Jen or Chanel can contribute a couple albums or Ooh. songs. Um, just you know that we can read off on the air, so we can have a full. Uh, uh, sampling from all of our podcasters here at Static and Distortion, uh, you can get an idea of what we're all into. But hopefully, we can have a, a listing from everyone available. Yeah. So that going forward into 2015, they can just read that real quick and be like, "Yeah, I don't agree with these guys. <laughs> Not gonna listen. <laughs> I'm done with these assholes." Yeah. Where's Police Not Dot on this list? <laughs> Best 2014. Best <laughs> album of 2014 is uh, Where Are You Christmas? <laughs> Grown Up Christmas list. 
I'm Amy gonna have to Grant's listen to that song now. Artist of the century. Yeah. Amy no, Grant. check it out. Um and if folks want, I'll probably link to it on the static and distortion uh web log. Um my official list that I made of my favorites and least favorite things because I have links to if you want to go there uh, the YouTube videos uh, for you these songs you should totally do that I, I, might, I might also just want to spare our audience no. <laughs> the pain <laughs> do it okay I will I'll do it before Christmas <laughs> Um, for this episode of Static and Distortion, I am Robert. I'm Chris. And this is Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. Uh, enjoy your holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Prospero año y felicidad.